Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you knew you were enough? What would your life look like? What would love look like? This is the Enough Factor Broadcast, where we're redefining what makes you enough in life and in love. Now here's your host, Suzette Birna. Hello and welcome to the Enough Factor Podcast. My name is Suzette Birna, your life coach and relationship solutionist often referred to as, you know, that enough lady. (laughs) It is indeed an honor for me to bring you content that reinforces this undeniable fact. You Mm. are enough. In fact, you are more than enough. And here to help me is my guest, the multifaceted and heart-connected Briar Potter. But before I tell you about her, If you are a first-timer, a heartfelt thank you. I mean it. When I think of all the other podcasts you could be listening to right now, the fact that you decided to stop by means a lot. So what's behind the name Enough Factor? Well, I'm glad you want to know. It's built on three critical factors. I call them the three critical factors of enoughness. They are your voice, your value, and your vision. By amplifying your voice, your value, and your vision, we believe that you can see more clearly who you are, whose you are, and why you are, thereby experiencing love and life in a bigger, bolder, brand new way. So get ready to come out of the background and take center stage in your life because you're the star of your story. Now, let me properly introduce you to the shining star of this story. Her name is Briar Potter. I hope I said it right, Briar. Did I say it right? Yes, ma'am. You did perfectly the first time. Good. Briar is many, many things and she plays many roles. She is an NYS certified school counselor, an educational leader a dynamic speaker, writer, podcaster, worshiper, and brand strategist. Yet she describes herself as an imperfect believer who loves Jesus 
and has been called to love, help, encourage, and teach others. Brian knows she's here to encourage others to know that God's love is greater than our imperfections. She helps people to develop a high level of self-confidence in their worth and purpose. This, in turn, leads to success in every area of life. Drawing from a Bachelor's of Arts degree in sociology with a minor in psychology from St. John Fisher College and a Master's of Science degree in school counseling from Roberts Wesleyan College, she provides you with the tools necessary to support you in achieving the results that you desire. Currently, she is studying educational leadership at Canisius College to pursue administration in the field of education. Here to tell us more of her enough story and help you to own yours is Briya Potter. Welcome, Briya. Oh my goodness, how beautifully said. Thank you so much for that beautiful intro. Um, I'm humbled and honored to be on your show um, and be able to share my testimony and heart to help encourage others. Whether they, whether you guys are listening, are believers and unbelievers, that, that does not matter to me. I just want to share my story to encourage everyone to have, as she had shared, the rich and satisfying life that um, I believe we can acquire through mm -hmm. different tools, strategies, and mindsets. We can acquire that. Everyone can acquire that. So thank you so much for having me on, Suzette. What a blessing to be on today. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad you said yes. <laughs> So what impacted me from our initial conversation was your level of comfort with areas that most of us high achievers try to hide. And whenever I encounter somebody like that, I know something had to happen. They had to have had a breakdown followed mm -hmm. by a break open. <laughs> Amen. In order for them to be that transparent. And you were very upfront about it. So would you please share your story? I'd love to share my story on your platform, your beautiful platform. So I'm trying to think of where to start. It starts with me really not understanding, even throughout my faith growing up in the word of God, truly, what does it mean to know God's love for yourself? What does that look like? Because people can preach about that all day, but what does it really look like for you? What is the encounter for yourself? And so I struggled with truly understanding God's love for me. I believed in his word. I believed that he was real. I believed that Jesus Christ was sent on this earth to die for our sins. Um, it was, you know, resurrected on the third day after dying on this earth on the cross. And I believed those things, but I didn't truly understand God's love for me. And that alone tr truly changes the trajectory of your life if you don't understand his love. And so... So I, I, I guess my walking in the beginning, you know, as a youth and, and growing older was not really understanding. But God truly throughout my undergraduate years drew my heart closer to him to say, Raya, are you going to just believe in me, quote unquote? Or are you going to actually submit your life to me? And I was convicted right then. And I always knew that I had to give up some things out of my life to truly follow God wholeheartedly. And I basically was like, let me do these things first before I give my heart over to God. And God's like, uh-uh, we ain't got time for that. So it was my second year in my education program, my undergrad. Uh, you know, God really was drawing my heart towards him and showing me what it really means to walk out 
my 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 knowledge of him, right? To grow in the wisdom and understanding of him. And so that's when I truly gave my life over to Christ and became actually committed, knowing that I was gonna do it imperfectly. So I often use that terminology imperfectly because no one on this earth is perfect. Whether you want to believe that or not, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And we all have things and areas in our life to grow in. And you know, I struggle with patience. I struggle with waiting. Um, even if God gives me a yes, I don't like to wait. That is real, right? <laughs> yes, we don't want to wait. <laughs> I'm like, I want it now. No. Just like I go on that McDonald's line. <laughs> I go on that McDonald's line and I get my fast food real quick. God's not a fast food God, though. No, God's not, not a fast food God. God takes his time. God is very strategic about what he does and his plans for our life. That same concept can apply to you of anything that is quick and easy to get. Is it really worth it? No, in my opinion, now I can't, you know, uh, have you guys and, and speak for you all out there as listeners. But I myself believe that things worth having take time, take patience, take willingness to grow, take the willingness to be humble and say, I don't have all the answers. Let me go seek connections, community to build myself up, to build the community, our society up. Right. And oh, so yeah. I was reading your blog before okay. we came on and Amen. what really impacted me was the post that you did on April 18th, 2020. Okay. For those of you who are going to be listening in the future, you said that it was a time it is time for a season of newness. Ooh. A reset even. Are you ready? Ooh. And when I, re- I do- you wrote that. Yes. Don't. <laughs> oh, shaking me. And certainly we as a country uh, and even the world have had what someone said to me. And I said, that's exactly what it is. A hard reset. And something you say in your blog that I had to come to terms with early on was the pretense of busyness that I had grown accustomed to. Mm, but you called it wasting time. Mm. And I thought about me as a high achiever of how we I've lived so much of my life and I think we've all been kind of socialized to think that we're doing something because we're busy. But what's being called into question is how much time we're actually wasting. So oh, it's really a pre- so it's really a pretense. We're mm. not really as busy as we act we are because we're mm. busy about things that don't really matter. With this forced togetherness and sheltering in place and quarantine, we're coming face to face with the time that we've been wasting. And I know you were talking about how you tried to, you know, you you surfed the sites and went on the, the dating, dating sites. Sure did. Just a month ago. Sure did. Yeah, just kind of kind of like the 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 busy kind of I'm, I'm just kind of whirring around and then the watching the waste of time thing. And I Netflix, said about, yep. and when I read that that's what came to me. I said, oh my God, the pretense of busyness. And because we don't have that to rely on anymore. We don't know what to do with ourselves. Oh, so good. Uh, sister, so good. Though I want to connect this back to my journey as an imperfect believer. Um, every single day you're trying to strive and achieve towards that end goal. 
and there's takes time to arrive there. There takes there takes effort. Um, it's not a fast food process. And so my journey has been just yeah yeah. And so my journey has just been really trial and error, growing and learning. And so I really want to go back uh, to this imperfect journey and diving more deeply with you guys, being more vulnerable and sharing my testimony in regards to my desire to be married. So I have always wanted to find that special someone. I've always wanted to be found by that special someone. And unfortunately, guys that I liked did not like me back. And if they did, they wanted one thing, which was sexual encounters, right? Just like wanting you for your body. I'm not about that life. I need someone who's, who walks in humility. And so I really became uh, discouraged. I lost my hope, never lost my faith. But the hope is what keeps your faith going. And so I lost hope in the fact that God will bring me a man that loves God, puts him first. And so that was my prayer. I fasted, I prayed, I fasted, I prayed. God, send me that person. I want to date. I want to be married. I went through school. I busted my butt. I got me that, you know, adult job. I love being a school counselor. I'm walking in leadership. And now I'm ready to have a, have a, have that next stage of my life. I'm ready to be married and then have a family and so forth. And so I just want that. And, uh, you know, begging God, God, give it to me now. I'm ready now. Give it to me now. But at the end of the day, are you really deserving? I don't want to give you something too soon that you're not ready for, that you're not prepared for. That's how I felt God was, has been speaking to me over the course of the, these past years. And when I say years, five and so years of just wanting to share my life with someone um, and be married. And so last year, I feel like my hope ran out, ran out. My hope ran out and I became very desperate. And I was looking everywhere for um, that man that I desired to have. And so put myself on the dating sites. I know many of you guys may know, Bumble and, and Tinder and everything that everybody's on. I went on them. They're, for me, crappy. <laughs> no success. <laughs> but for some people find great love on there. So shout out to those couples who found love. What a blessing. That's awesome, honestly. Exciting. Woo-woo. Yeah. And so... I met this guy and thought that he was it. Um, But then as I got to know him, my desperation grew very quickly. And I was very will. I I didn't want to settle, but I was so desperate and lost all hope in God. I chose to be with someone who did not see my worth, who truly didn't love me, who had no intentions to support me, but to use me. and I had I had a lot of you know say in that guys. I mean, I could have not been desperate and didn't settle, but I was in a difficult place, and that's where grace comes in. Grace when we don't get it right. I knew better, but I was so strung up on the idea that I, when it come for me, that the person before me was all that I could see, even though he was the worst thing for me. And this is not to down the person that I was with in the past. This is just to share my story of. He wasn't mine. He wasn't it. And uh, unfortunately, you know, there were things that he presented himself to be that he was not honest about. And I'm sure you could uh, attest to that in your own life if you've dated and, and you've found people who haven't seen you for who you were and didn't understand your worth and had no intentions but to use you for what you might have had or what you could offer them. 
or people who have in your life, whether a friendship, a platonic friendship, relationship, or romantic, who were not honest with you and presented themselves to be everything that they were not. And that happened to me. And it, and uh, the relationship ended very soon. It only lasts about three or so months. But man, oh man, did it break me. I left that relationship broken because I put my hope in something that I was never meant to put my hope in. I put my hope in a man that had nothing to offer me. I put my hope in myself finding what I wanted God to give me. And that was the first and most greatest mistake I've ever made in my life. Mm-hmm. And I and, and, and so that was towards the end of April of last year. And so it's always been a year. And I never would have thought that I could be in the place that I'm in now. I am full of joy and healing. I had depression. Um, I, I, had, I grew to have depression and anxiety so bad. Um, so bad. And I really had to rely to rely on God and my family in, the, in that season to help me to get through those difficult times. Whatever you're waiting out there for, I know it could be hard. I know there's times you want to settle for the mediocre because if we wait, we think it's going to uh, acquire so much more out of us. But man, oh man, I just want to encourage you all as listeners, please be willing to wait for the best, mm-hmm. the best for you. The thing that you said, Bryant, that that I want to unpack us a little bit more. I know there are listeners that are listening to your story and they can say, I've been through that. She's talking to me so that we can help them to avoid some of the pitfalls so that the next time someone comes into their life, they won't do the same thing. What did what were the signs? that he showed you that in your desire to be with someone you overlooked? Mm, such a great question. I'm thankful that you took us deeper. Um, first commitment. Mm. He told me he wasn't ready. Right then and there. If they say they're not ready, take them at face value and keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. So number one was commitment. Number two, there are a lot of ladies that he was on his page that he was talking to. A lot of people that I, I could see was liking a bunch of ladies' pages and liking their pictures while talking to me. Now, I know there's people out there who believe in serial dating and getting to know people. I, I agree to the idea of being okay with going on a few dates with different people. And, but then when you know that that's the person you want to pursue and you know there's that one person you want to pursue, you shouldn't be talking to other people. Because you made up in your mind, that's the one person I want to pursue, so I'm going to pursue that person. I'm not going to pursue this person and 10 others. That is not right. Did he tell you that you were the only person that he was talking to? In a way, yes. He basically was telling me there's nothing for me to worry about, that he saw nothing in regards to liking people's girls' photos, that it didn't mean anything to him. Mm. So that I'm just talking to you. Um, you have my interest. You know, so mm-hmm. when you gotcha. say those things, like you say it, but your actions speak totally different. And to me, mm-hmm. your actions speak louder than words. So gotcha. That was the second red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, this person also was engaging in drug use. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in, in engaging in, in the use of drugs. I just don't. I believe in t- taking care of your temple. Um, for myself. Did not want to be yoked and married to someone who had an addiction to a drug. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to bring children into that? 
Why would I want to bring my children into that? Why would I, how could my marriage really flourish if someone's addicted to something and that's their crutch? Like that was his God. His God was the drug that he was using. I didn't date him until he gave that up. So for a period of time, he did stop utilizing that drug. I said, you can't, I will not date you unless you get rid of that drug. So he had me like wait a month until he was ready to give it up. But that is not right. Like if he's not ready and he says he's not ready, why am I forcing him? Move it on. I should have moved on. But my desperation and desire to want a husband and a man so bad, I overlooked that. So that's three red flags right then and there. Mm-hmm. And then he had anger issues, extreme anger, like breaking things, anger, shouting, spitting, angry at people who hurt him because there was healing that he needed to go through. So there was healing that he still had to go through. So here we have first commitment. Then we have you re- talking to other people, though you're telling me you're not. Then number three, you're utilizing drugs, addicted to drugs. It's not utilizing, addicted. And number four, anger issues. All those aspects are not healthy for a flourishing relationship or a flourishing marriage. And so those are some four core red flags. And there are more, but I think that's a good enough to highlight, to share with you, things to just look for. Be careful and cautious. Are they ready for you? Mm -hmm. And so my story was I should have listened to the red flags. And I'll I'll take it deeper. I'll take it deeper. I went on a fast. I went on a fast and I asked God, is he the one for me? And I'll tell you, the last day of my fast, you guys want to know the dream I had? What was the dream you had? God (laughs) gave me a dream and showed me. So I was, I'll explain. I was in a parking lot in my car and he was uh, outside of my car talking to a girl, flirting with a girl. And now this is a grown man, but in the dream, he looked like a teenage boy. His face was a teenage boy. And he was basically in the dream talking to another lady and basically cheating on me. So in this dream, I am dating him, but I found that he was cheating on me and he had the face of a teenager. And so I I took it there, never knowing that I share this with the world, but I took it there because I prayed and asked God, show me if he's it. God showed me. Now, now a year later, I get it. The dream was to show me he's always going to have a kid mindset with you. He's not going to be a man. He's going to do things that a boy does. He's going to cheat. He's going to be sexual with other women, even though he's saying he's tied to you. Go, Brian, go. But I was so delusioned last year. And I say delusioned, but what I mean by that, that's too strong. But what I meant by that is I was so blinded by my desire to be married, to have a man, that I was not in a clear headspace to really understand that that man was not mine. If God tells you the first time, listen and believe him and save yourself the heartache, save yourself the pain, whatever it is, whether it's a relationship, a job, ministry, the call in your life. If God tells you something, listen. Now, I'm sharing that with grace in my heart because I didn't always listen. I still struggle in different areas. But it's my heart and encourage. Please don't make the same mistake that I did. Mm. Please. I could have saved myself a year of, I could have saved myself months of turmoil. I could have saved myself months of of, uh, healing that I had to go through as a result of being in this very toxic relationship. That was a lot. 
to have gone through. And I'm grateful that God, your faith and God got you through. So yes. how did you get to that place of self-forgiveness and uh, an open heartedness, that, that space of grace? How did you get that Amen. space, space of, grace? of grace? Well, first I want to share with the listeners that I'm still healing from that relationship. I don't want that man anymore. That's not how what I'm healing from. I'm healed from that. I know it's dead and I don't ever want to go back to that. But I'm healing from the, for, for me, I'm healing in the sense of I still have not forgiven myself 100%. I think I've forgiven myself 50%. I got 50% more to go. So you say practical steps. I'm a mental health professional, guys. I'm certified as a school counselor in New York State. I'm a school counselor by day. And so my advice is everyone is different, but here are the things that I provide with my students. Get mental health support. Get counseling. Now, did I do that perfectly? No, I'll be honest. I went to one session and I didn't follow through. I, it's funny because they say mental health professionals often don't like to seek mental health for themselves. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? Is it funny? It's real. So I did not continue the counseling, though I should have. I think my healing process would have been quicker if I did. So my encouragement is please allow yourself to receive mental health support. Where that is going and finding a mental health professional, a counselor, a therapist, going to your church to see if they have any uh, counseling services, please allow yourself to heal by taking care of your mental health. I, if I could go back, I would. If I could go back, I would have followed through with it and not just go to one session. So that's my encouragement. Number two, find what brings you joy and peace, what relaxes you. I, my family is that for me. And they bring me peace. They bring me joy. So being amongst my friends and my close family was everything for me. Just having them talk life and, and, and share their love with me helped me. So if you have that person, that one special person in your life who does that for you, open your heart to them. Number three uh, is to seek medical attention. I will say and be vulnerable that my doctor suggested that I go on medication for depression and anxiety. God can heal through anything and anyone. So if your story is medication, okay. If your story is counseling and medication, okay. If your story is just just counseling, okay. Everyone is different, but do not limit God. Don't limit your possibilities. Do not limit yourself from healing. Seek what is out there to provide you with the help. So number one, mental health support. Number two, who is in your life that you can trust who can be your backbone right now? Number three, Medical attention. Those are my practical tools and tips. So now let's switch it a little bit more to your Space of Grace podcast. Tell our listeners what the uh, what birthed that. What how did that come about? Why did you decide? Because you're a very busy person. So why a podcast and why now? Oh, such a great question! I can't wait to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So my beautiful, so, uh, beautiful listeners who hopefully will come and check out Space of Grace as well, mm-hmm. um, which is so funny because that's, that was last year, my greatest season of brokenness, where I just got out of that terrible relationship and said, I got to go. I never want to start a podcast. Never. Never wanted to do that. I definitely have desires that God gave me vision for years ago to do ministry, and I am excited to do that. Example of that is a not-for-profit that he's put on my heart that I will be doing in, in, in some point in my life. But God put that on my heart heavy, and I was like, oh, my goodness, God, a podcast? What? Okay. 
So I said, okay. I was excited. I told my friend a day later, Shelly Spears, my best friend, and answered prayer from the Lord because I prayed for years for a good friend who would just love me, not be jealous hearted, but be filled with the spirit of God. And he gave me her two years ago. We've been friends for over two years, but it feels like it's been 20. What Space of Grace podcast is, we just aired on Monday. We air every Monday, so please tune in and join our community. But Space of Grace, it came from the heart because she's a mental health professional as well. She's a social worker, licensed mental health social worker. And so as counselors, we have to provide spaces of grace uh, for our clients, for, our, for me, for my students, for her, her clients. We have to provide a safe and welcoming environment that provides healing, restoration, safety, so they can share their hearts and receive the healing that they're meant to receive. And so Space of Grace podcast is made to make room for spaces of grace where anybody, no matter your background, sexuality, religion, beliefs can come and receive wisdom and encouragement to have the rich and satisfying life that you can have. We're going to have people from different walks of life on the podcast, though it is strictly through a Christian perspective, we are going to have people on there who are not believers um, and who are believers. Some amazing guests that God has graced us with acquiring is Sarah Jakes Roberts from the Potter's House. Love her. Um, Isaiah Templeton from Elevation Worship. Jackie, the educator, who is the founder of Black Christian Influencers, who I'm also a part of that Black Christian Influencers community. Zach Wendell, who's created the Bible study. So many more amazing people. Aaron Cole, who is a Christian artist. LaShawn Brown Jr., a Christian artist. Some amazing people. Jessica Chow, who's done great work for the Lord and missionary work. Jessica Shakir, who's a powerful testimony in regards to how she found her husband after 30, over 30 years old as a virgin. Oh my goodness. So I gave you a little taste. There are so many beautiful people that I have not named who I would love for you guys to hear their, short, their stories and testimonies. So that is what Space of Grace is all about. Ah, and I know that we're winding down. Oh, my goodness. But um, I'd like you, to share two things before we continue. Sure. I was going to ask you what your take, what takeaways you wanted our listeners to have from our conversation. So that might be both of what you're okay. going to share. So go ahead. Beautiful. Thank you. So before I, that story that I share with you guys has beauty to it because every time I said no to something and yes to God, he replaced it. So the first was he gave me the idea of the podcast. When I said no to dating sites, God gave me the podcast, guys. Okay. I had to let you know that. Number two, when I said no to talk to that guy, guess what happened that same day? I got a phone call from my church asking me to help serve during this time by uh, basically controlling and leading the live virtual stream of our church to the world. So me saying no to two things, just two things, God said yes to so much more. So So that is my key takeaway, saying yes to God. When it comes to my relationship story, my testimony, saying yes to God's perfect timing and not yours. When it comes to you healing and if you are dealing with depression, anxiety, saying yes to healing, whether that's going to seek counseling, going to seek medication from a medical, medical professional, if that's seeking family and friends who love you, say yes. Say yes to giving up things that are idle, that are not bringing anything, no purpose to your life. Say yes. Say yes. And so that is my encouragement 
um, to you all. And that's my key takeaways is saying yes to the right things. Uh, so you are drawn closer to you where you're supposed to be, your purpose. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful conversation with you. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being real. As I said to you before we even came on, people need real folks because Amen. if people aren't real about what they go through, if they don't just, if they don't take us in the valley and just skip from this is where I was mm. and this is where I am now, then people start isolating and feeling like, well, then I, I'm ashamed because maybe I should be further along. And so I'm endeavoring with this podcast to, to take people behind that black curtain, to help them to see mm. our wounds, to see our struggles, to see what bridge brought us over. So they know that if it could happen for us, it can happen mm. for them and they are in good company. <laughs> they are in good company. Uh, yes, you're a good company, y'all. It can happen for you. <laughs> So make sure you all tune every Monday to Brian's podcast. I'm going to have all the links to how to connect with her and her podcast in my show notes and description. So make sure you read it if you haven't so you can connect with her. And I appreciate you being such a wonderful guest. And I want to co-sign on something that she said that you're saying yes to you. You're saying yes to you. So. As I like to say when we're parting, that you're worthy, you are worth it. You are more than enough. Bye now. You have just listened to the Enough Factor Podcast with your host, Suzette Fernand. To get notified of new episodes or to dig deeper into today's topic, become a subscriber. And while you're at it, tell us how we're doing and what topics you're interested in. We appreciate your feedback and your reviews. Until next time, remember, you are worthy, you are worth it, you are enough.